0: Welcome to the Hills and Hollows podcast, episode three. I'm your host, Jordan Fuller, and today we're continuing our conversation with Jason and Sabrina Ray on parenting. If you missed last week's episode, go ahead and check that out and then tune back in here. We're going to go ahead and jump right back into the conversation. So touching back on the social media topic, how do you guys as parents, especially with teenagers... Balance the monitoring of their social media and their friend group? Because, I mean, it's so easy for someone to get involved with a friend group that leads them south as well. But giving them the freedom to do what they want to do as well. Like, where's the balance in that?
1: My job is to protect my kids and to raise my kids the way that God has instructed me to. I will be responsible one day when I get to heaven as the, as the man of the house, as the father of the house. I will be responsible for that. Um, I'd rather protect them and then be mad at me and me not protect them and something happened to them. And so I will take that chance if they get upset. Um, but it is a struggle of um, just – and I hope, you know, we pray that our kids realize that we're not – it's not so much them that I don't trust because I do trust my daughters and, my. you know, it's – the secular world that we live in that I don't Absolutely. that I don't trust. Um,
2: We're pretty strict at the middle school level. Um, our middle schoolers that have phones, uh, they pretty much use them only to text. Yeah, we don't. There's no apps um, or anything.
1: We block. I mean, you know, we create that account that counts hours, so I control all of those accounts. And again, it's not. It's just they're they're only eleven, twelve, and thirteen. They we don't think they can handle that. And as they get older.
2: Yeah, as they, they get, get into high school, we allow some social media. Um, but, again, we monitor all that pretty heavily through um, uh, the program that we use as Bark. Um, and we we do see alerts, you know, anything from bullying to language, um, pornography, um, it, it violence. We get all kinds of alerts. Some of them are mild, and we go, hmm okay, that, that wasn't anything to be concerned about. Some of them have been. Some of them have been um, things that we've had to go to them and say, help me to understand this situation or help me understand why you said that. Um, and, you know, as I said before, I think my children think a little more carefully before they send out a text, before they say something. Um, it also gives me a lot of peace of mind as a mom. Um, I don't have to spend hours scrolling through phones. We know they just delete stuff anyway. So, um, the program kind of does the work for me. Um, it has, you know, good, good tools that, that I can use as a mom and, you know, kind of that work smarter, not harder mentality.
0: So what would your advice be to a parent out there who's maybe discovered their kid is bullying or being bullied or looking at pornography or something like that? What would be the best approach in your opinion uh, for that
2: uh, we've tried on numerous occasions to sit down um, when we're not angry. I think that's really important. Um, you know having time to think and process what you want to say I think is important. Sometimes parents fly off the handle, they get an alert, they go in there and and they become defensive and and you know are questioning and I think you need to really step back and have a calm conversation. Um, where the child does not feel like that they are necessarily being defended or on the defense. Um, We've worked really hard to have conversations that are inquiring, but not um, pointing fingers. Like, help me to understand this situation. Help me to understand why you said this. Um, And it can be something simple, like, Um, you know, maybe they said something ugly about a friend and we get an alert or about a teacher, you know, why would you say that about that person? Help me to understand. Um,
1: and they, and they go through their side and they explain how they were feeling when they said, so I I think it's, but I think one of the things is it has to be addressed, and I mean, that, that issue has to be addressed. I think there's a lot of parents who say, I don't want to address it because then my kid won't be my friend anymore or will be mad at me. Let them be mad at you because if you don't address it, it's it will lead to other things. But that's, I mean, we know all those issues lead to other issues and so forth. And, I mean, I mean pornography is not a, a fun issue to talk about with your 10-year-old son who's looked up something on, youtube tv in your house of you know beautiful women that you type i mean that's not something that but that's a conversation that you have to have um or you know a conversation of why do you you know say that to a a friend that is your friend you say Mm -hmm. why do you say that for and i mean those are the common i mean they're hard conversations but they have to have and if they if they get upset at you I promise you, they're going to get over it. Yeah, there we
2: is. had a, a situation where with some mean girl talk recently, and you know we had to have some real conversations. This isn't how we talk to other people, um, even when you're angry, even when you're mad, even when you've been hurt. Like saying those things um, to somebody who you said was your friend last week, but now you're mad at them, so you you got, you're spewing and all you know, your you know,
1: backgrounds of your phone is the your pictures together and so forth. How can you go from taking a hundred pictures and putting them all in your collage and so forth now to talk, you know, help us understand that. And
2: I mean, to me, that's more teaching and and role modeling. But, you know, I also wanted to add, um, several of our children have needed help professionally at different periods. Um, You know, when our children were being adopted, they were in therapy. Um, They were processing a lot of grief. Um, One of our daughters really went through a, a period of anxiety and depression, and we got her help. Because although we love her, we're not professionals. Um, One of our daughters is going through a health crisis right now. And we've really encouraged her that maybe she should seek, you know, some type of therapy to help her process, you know, all those deep feelings that she's having. Um, I I personally think there's Um, a big stigma with mental health. Um, and with getting help. And again, that goes back to that pride and yeah. you know, embarrassment as a mom. We don't want to admit that our kid want, might you know, need help. and We and don't that, want other
1: people to see that our kid's going to therapy. How dare you know our you know, people say that our kid's going to therapy. Uh, but uh, you got to do what's best for your kids.
2: Yeah, and, and, and knowing when you aren't the right resource and somebody else is. Like I mentioned earlier, those godly women in our church, I knew at that time my daughter needed someone else besides mom. And so, you know, finding whatever tools that is. Sometimes that's a guidance counselor or a good teacher at school, um, or your youth pastor. But you know, really, because
1: yeah, Jamie's been wonderful. Sure, Jamie's with been some of our. I mean, Jamie's been a, a
2: great godsend. We've had other quality people in the church that have stepped up. But you know, really, um, widening your circle. It's not just you and your child. You know, there are lots of people out there that can be helpful in getting your it child from point A to a point B. It takes a village
1: to raise your kids.
0: So we've talked a lot about your kids and the amount of work it takes to parent. And we talk about it taking a village. But how do you guys take time just to find time to replenish yourself, to work on your relationship and just decompress?
2: One thing we're really big and intentional about is uh, getting away a few times a year. Um, I'd say about every three months we plan at least a one-nighter um, it doesn't have to be anything big or expensive, um, but a break.
1: Put it on the calendar.
2: Um, and we do, we try to schedule that. Um, we also usually attend a marriage conference yearly. Um, I I think that's a huge bonus. Um, it kind of resets and recharges us. Um, date nights are, are probably not as consistent as no. I'd like. Um, I would say we get out maybe once twice a month if we're we got
1: twice this past week that was Mm -hmm. back to back nights that was nice it was a treat it was was a treat treat.
2: (laughs) but um yeah I I think it's very important um but Jason and I are not afraid to close our door and have a conversation I I know our children are a little older they're not screaming at the door anymore you know needing mom and dad always but um we're not afraid to close our door to have a conversation and say mom and dad are talking um
1: And then, and then there's not and then at, and at the same time we have the understand I mean there are days that um weeks that she comes up and says, Hey, I got girls not out and I'm like, Nope. She's going out to eat with friends, she's going to a movie," you know? Or come in, she's like, I'm going to hop in the hot tub. You know, those and those are things that she has to have. For me it's um the other is, hey, basketball game's on. You know, you're wa watch it, I'll you know. I got this tonight, you know, and those are just understandings that we have, that we've been, you know, and I don't hold, I don't want to say a grudge or anything, but when she goes out with friends and, you know, it's not like, oh, I I, I can't believe she's leaving here. That's what she needs. um, And I encourage her to do that. Um,
2: we actually attended a Bible study when the kids were little and there was this principle that the first 10 minutes that you walked in the door were supposed to be just for you and couch your spouse. Time. And it was couch time. And we used to laugh because we were like, "This is crazy. Mm. We had like four kids under six or eight. Or yeah, whatever. It was cr- and, you know, they were hanging on our legs, but it was such a good role model because we would, we would come in and it didn't matter what we would do. We mm. would sit down on the couch and the kids knew like, Go do something else, like you know, just give mom and dad ten minutes, and that was yeah. such a really cool yeah. time. Um, even when the kids were young, we would try to just reconnect for that ten minutes when we walked in the door. And sometimes it was just, all right, you're taking this one to basketball, and I'm taking this one to. It was just going soccer, on schedules, and this is for <laughs> dinner, and I'll be home. You know, sometimes it was just legalistic, but just to physically sit in each other's mm-hmm. presence, and it, I don't want to say ignore the kids because that sounds rude, but to not make them the focus of the moment.
0: So in closing, is there anything maybe that has influenced your philosophy on parenting or any general advice that you would just like to share with our listeners?
2: I guess the only thing that I would say is just give yourself grace. You know, every, every day I think I could have done that better. I should have said this. I think we just second guess ourselves a lot as parents. Um, you know, did I tell them I loved him enough? Did I hug them enough? Did I play battleship enough? Did I, you know, did I throw the ball in the backyard enough? Um, I think there's just a tremendous amount of guilt and self-doubt as parents that, um, that we're, we're not doing it right. And I think just giving yourself grace. Um, and when you mess up, own up to it. Um, we had a, a little spat a couple of weeks ago um as all married people do and um i said something really sarcastic and and not so nice um to to jason in front of the kids it really upset him um and when he came to me and told me that you know i had disrespected him in front of the kids i realized that was that was wrong and so you know i went to the kids and said you know i want to apologize i brought them all in the kitchen and said you know, Mom really said something today that was not fair. I said it because I was upset. And, you know, first off, I want to apologize to Dad. But I wanted you guys to know that just because I was mad didn't mean I needed to spout off. And um, I need them to know that it's okay as parents, that we're going to have spats, that we're going to have times we disagree. Um but more than anything, I want them to see positivity. You know, after we had a little spat, we made up, we apologized, and did I do it awesome? Could I go back and do it again and do it better? Sure. But, you know, I'm trying to model for my kids how to be a real human. And real humans mess up. And they're gonna mess up. And I think just giving everybody a little grace. Um
1: and for that I think that as parents, we have to give other parents grace
2: I I just had one more thing um, to add Um, probably one of the things that works best in our marriage is is just teamwork Um, I have a lot of friends um, that are married but the mom seems to be doing predominantly all the child rearing and I'm very grateful that Jason is a team player Um, he cooks supper he does grocery shopping he knows how to throw in a load of laundry um, he's quite capable of picking kids up from sports and taking them or helping with homework. Um, we're in this 50-50. Um, and, and that's something that I'm sad for some of my other mom friends is that they don't have a partner, and I, I can only imagine how hard that is a single mom. Um, but I
1: also know my lane <laughs> due to the fact that – lane? Because like the other day we were going to the doctor, and I was like, hey, do you want me to stop at the store – one of them you know, is getting a patch dress. I said, I'll stop at the store and let her look. He
2: did. That was very And odd. she's like,
1: no, that, that's I not. I said, stay in your lane, buddy. That's not yours. That's not your, that's not your, your, not your, your job. Your that's, and so I'm like, I'm just offering. I can drop her <laughs> off. You know, We can go to the store and let her. No, you just don't worry about that. And so, I mean. I, but,
2: I mean, don't get me wrong. We do kind of have some defined roles. He's right. more the cook. I'm more the laundry girl. Um, but seriously, you know, nobody's working harder in this marriage than him, Same you know, way, yeah. and I, I just think that if you can truly get to a place in your marriage where you're equally participating, um, you know, things are just going to work better. And and I know I have so many friends that just don't have a, a great husband that's coming alongside them, parenting their children. So, you know, I would encourage the dads, if there's anybody out there listening, you know, unlike Step the up. dishwasher, buddy, you know, help. Help Older the suffer. Um, you know, that te- this was meant to be teamwork. You know, this was not meant to be all on mom's plate. It's
0: good advice. Good advice from me, too. I love it. Hey, guys, well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And that wraps up our series on parenting with Jason and Sabrina Ray. Until next week, we'd love for you to like us on Spotify, like us on YouTube and subscribe. Leave a comment about what you liked about this episode. And always, you can stay connected with us at foothills.cc slash hills and hollows. We'll see you guys next week.